Hello, and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. The fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican. Anglican. podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. I'm joined today again by the Reverend Ben and by the Unreverend Catherine. Hello, darling. Hello. Ah, you're, you're worthy of reverence. Yeah, we're all we're all priests and we're saints. Yeah. There's no priest but Christ. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and in Christ we're all priests. Indeed. All of the believers. That's a conundrum. Mm. Is it? As the Los Yetis fade away, <laughs> there's a right. reason why we're all back together again, and uh, that's because we've bought more stuff and we want to see if it sounds any better. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And also, we have labored long and hard to make a studio in the. Does this qualify as the attic of the church? The maid's room, yeah. The maid's room. Uh, the butler's yes, the pantry. servant's quarters. In the attic. And uh, it's beautiful. We'll post some photographs yeah. of uh, our guests each week. So I think that you that's can... not a good idea. Uh, well, you could start that next week. We might post them up to our inspirational bulletin board. Yes, you could do that. We need a sound effect for that. Behind it. Um... Bulletin board. Yay. Oh no, 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 that's not the one we've That's imagined. not inspirational. Been desperate to use that. <laughs> Welcome to the love zone. Yes. Oh ben my Hughes. goodness, they are. This is not <laughs> a podcast. Just messing about. <laughs> so we're in Second Timothy. Great. Chapter one, verse eight. Who, Who will, will read? read? For us? Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> we get someone needs to get us. Where's Wolpe when we need him? Yeah. Right. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is Second Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. You're aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me. Among them are Figelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, darling. Yes. <laughs> One of the things that strikes me is the suffering <clears throat> motif that immediately comes out. So last week we we were looking at, at how we're all called 
uh, not only to believe, but also to serve. If we've been called to believe, we've been called to serve, and we've been equipped to serve as well. And, and then straight away, Paul then is into this notion that if you do step up and you do serve, you will mm. also suffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a, a poor sales pitch. Oh, you, you might suffer. There's an outside chance, right? That's what it says. Okay. Oh, yeah. no. No, no, I don't think, I think that's, <laughs> I think you're gonna. Yeah, a holy calling, which is set apart, uh, like a sanctified or a distinct calling. And mm. one of the distinctive features of it is uh, you're going to suffer because you follow a Lord that suffers. Huh. I've thought about this. What is suffering exactly? Mm. I think we all kind of like ex- identify it with an experience, but like what exactly is suffering? You suffer a lot, darling. I do. Well, you're married to me, but but also mm. in physical pain. Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess it... Beth Moore once said that um, that the thing that you feel is qualified as suffering is the thing that you happen to be going through at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there's like mental, emotional, physical, and whatever one you are going through is the one that you feel like is the hardest at the time. But I think if you go through something consistently, like pain, mm. get used to it. I think a suffering is something that we can... We engage in for a season of time. And I think the beautiful thing about this is this this word, suffering, is a joint suffering, suffering between people. And so it it kind of hints at the fact that when we suffer, we do not suffer alone. Mm. Not only do we have Jesus, but Mm. he's given us the gift of the body to come alongside us and to to help us in our suffering. Share in suffering. Share in suffering, right. I guess the corollary is that your suffering will be shared. Right. That's cool. Which makes the suffering less suffering-y. Less suffering-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I think one of the weird things about people is that we suffer. And then we suffer the suffering. As we say, well, why does my neighbor not have to deal with this? And, right. you know, why me? And if only I'd done this thing, then this wouldn't have happened. And we, we play in our minds with all of the, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Why am I in this? Why is my friend not in this? And all mm-hmm. of those things. What we're saying is one of the unique features of, of being a church that serves mm-hmm. is that we're a church that suffers. We share in that together. Huh. Yeah, um, and the flip side is, though, there we also have a tendency to 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 diminish our suffering right. and minimize it and say, huh. you know, I know I'm going through this really tough thing, but I also know that so-and-so has just gone through something much worse. And so it's it's almost like we're, we're really trying to do our best to deal with it, but really we're kind of explaining it away, which isn't huh. what we're called to do. We're called to to sit in our suffering mm-hmm. and to to really embrace it because huh. that's how we be, become that unstoppable force, right? If you embrace suffering, what can stop you, mm. right? Huh. If you just think, yeah, we, we embrace suffering for the sake of the gospel. There's nothing that anyone can do to prevent you from sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you have nothing to be afraid of anymore, I guess. Right. I mean, think about Paul. Like He's like, well, you know, throw me in prison. Okay, I'll preach to the guards. You right. can kill me. Great, get to be with Christ. It's right. all good. It's so much better that, that Paul is being upfront about this. Right. So it's not yeah. a sales pitch. No. Yeah. It, this is, I mean, as we record this, the British Prime Minister is dragging himself further into a hole that he dug. Um, 
He had oh, yeah. a party in Downing Street, or didn't. But a load of people who were allowed to work with each other in one room went into a different room and immediately got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, for months he's been saying, oh, you know, there was no party, we didn't have drinks, I don't know what you're talking about, we didn't do it. And on day one, if he just said, yep, we're the government, we all work in this office, and then at 6pm we all went outside to this garden and we continued talking about work with a gin and then we went home. People would have said fair enough, mm-hmm. but he spent so long hiding the fact right. of what they did that now he's in trouble. So because of like COVID thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's uh, Silly. It, and that was at the peak of COVID over there. But oh, I, th- yeah. I think this would be the same thing with Paul. If Paul said, "Come along, it's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be okay," uh, the enemy would love that. Yeah. Because then you'd have the shock of suffering as right. well. Right, and then you have that kind of weird false teaching out there that um, we all have to be joyful all the time mm. and that we're, if we're in Christ, we're going to be happy and healthy and wealthy. That's the prosperity gospel. Yeah, and so this mm. kind of shatters that. And I, and I, and Paul is one person who does say, like, be joyful in suffering, be, but it, it also brings to light that there is going to be suffering. Yeah. Not like, just be happy, put on a happy face. It's really easy to fall into that kind of like view of Christianity though, because everyone wants, I mean, as a minister, right? Like I have a, um, I guess I, in a sense, I have a vested interest in people finding the gospel attractive and I want them to, I want them to find the gospel attractive. Mm. And it's really easy to be like, well, you know, if you just accept Christ, like everything in your, all your problems mm-hmm. are going to go away. And there are so many people throughout, like that's just the MO throughout the whole U.S. Mm. is people want to, are offering these empty false promises that don't actually fulfill you. Right. But saying, no, your your current problem may not go away actually, and you might be taking on a whole lot more problems, mm. but this is the way of redemption through life. Right. Um it's interesting that he addresses the issue of shame. I think at least twice I can huh. see it. Uh, I certainly see it in verse 16. It says, I'm not ashamed of my chains or you're, you're not ashamed of them. And I'm sure that word appeared earlier as well. Um, we'll find in it. In verse 12. Thanks, mm. darling. Uh, yeah. Which is why I suffer, but I am not ashamed. Oh, yeah. So there's that notion that, that um, someone in the world is telling you that if you are suffering, you should also be ashamed of that. Uh, yeah, you got to keep that suffering quiet because it's shameful, right? And and that's obviously a lie. So it's like the message of the suburbs. Yes, mm-hmm. it is the message of the suburbs. Yeah, a bad thing happened. Keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. So long as no one finds out, it won't be so bad. Yeah, right. Cover it up. But that's us putting it in in a, in a human framework again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So going through a difficult thing is bad. But mm. actually, I think what, what God tells us is that going through a difficult thing can be one of the best things that happens to you because it's the human experience and also you are not alone. Mm. You are not alone because he will never leave you or forsake you and he will always yeah. be with you and he will give you just what you need. But he also gives you a body, a, a group of people who will minister to you and cry with you and laugh with you and encourage you. And, mm. and that's something that is way better and way more attractive, I think, yeah. to 
to the person on the outside who is suffering and doesn't want to just slap on a happy face or get some so sort distinct. of random encouragement. Like, you can do it. But, oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, this is horrible. How can we come alongside you and just sit with you in the pain or take you for a coffee mm -hmm. and hear about what's going on and encourage you and pray for you? So I think, I think that's really a wonderful and specific and unique thing about about our faith and about right. our Christ. I heard somebody say that the difference between trauma and suffering is like, you know, everyone will suffer, but in trauma, mm. you find yourself in the suffering and you look around and realize that you're all alone. Right. And that's what, that's what trauma creates, or that's how trauma is kind of created. But right. when it's shared, then, then that, that traumatic aspect can be dissipated mm -hmm. and we, we can, be together in it. Um, mm. And that's the beauty of the gospel too. Like, right. Yeah. Like Jesus shares in our sufferings and, yeah. and has shared in our sufferings and currently shares in our sufferings. Um, so nothing has to ever be uh, that level of despair ever again. Right. Because he's gone through everything. It's, and it's redeemable. Yeah. It's redeemable. So I think instead of shame, what you get is glory, redemption, yeah. grace, right? Peace, peace, and, the, and that oh, joy begins. in the suffering, which is such an odd combination, but it's different than being happy in the suffering. We're not happy, yeah. but we can be joyful. Yeah, we're not happy. But yeah. grace, mercy, and peace is how he begins the letter. Right. You can find grace and mercy and peace in, in your Christ suffering. Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Yeah. In suffering. Right. Um, mm. At the moment, I mean, this has been interesting. It's, a, it's certainly uh, putting it in in the context of the human relationships that we have in the body mm -hmm. and in the context of our faith in Christ Jesus. But I think Paul would go a layer deeper still and say, yeah. this is not just an unusually holy club mm -hmm. with different rules, but actually there's something dynamic. And I think that word appeared last week, dynamis, power. Power yeah. is also what comes in, in verse um, 7. Share and suffering by the power of God. Right. Power, love, and self-control. And so... Oh, yeah. and so what is it that empowers us? That is the Holy Spirit. And in verse 14, uh, I would like to just spend some time exploring this because it is the title of the sermon and I'm supposed to preach it and I'm not quite sure what to say. <laughs> but verse 14, uh, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Um, we put that as the title because it seemed like the most interesting part of it. Mm. Yeah. And... Uh, why why is it interesting <laughs> no it, it's super interesting yeah what is the deposit yes it's money right <laughs> yeah it's like a <laughs> it's, cash flow no. it's yeah. probably money language i don't know i i, I'm, I don't dare touch the greek because i'm recording on my laptop but um, oh yeah uh, uh I, I don't have the greek here it it doesn't have it doesn't have it actually Ooh. deposit is not okay. actually in there yeah We'll have to leave that in, in anticipation for the sermon. Yes. Right? It will be found. All right. We need to get some some more Bibles up here and resources. But, I mean, I think the good deposit, isn't that the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Right? I think so. And the works of the Spirit. You oh, know, really? he says the fruit of the Spirit are love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? And, I mean, it doesn't say that here, but that's what they are. Um, so we have to 
guard that by, so how do you guard, how do you guard it? I have a, okay, I, I'm, I don't know, but, but he says, right, uh, this is verse 14, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit. I, o- I always read it as like the good deposit being sort of the pattern of sound words, like those uh, being yeah. the two things. So it's like the testimony of the gospel I could be wrong though. No, I, don't I think know. you're it's a right. Thing entrusted. I, I, so I took the risk. Yeah, you got of it. Scrolling across to a different page. It, yeah. it's took. It's, uh, it's to trust. to trust. A thing. A thing entrusted. Okay. Um, I, I guess like a trust instrument. So would the good deposit be then the good news, the gospel? Right. That's the mm-hmm. deposit, and and through the Holy Spirit, we are able to guard that. Yeah, uh, the, and 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 is the Holy Spirit also? Yeah, and is the Holy Spirit also the deposit as well as right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit is a essential part of the gospel, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, pretty. Um, it's not like so, the gospel yeah, and then the Holy Spirit separate. We're so thing. systematic, aren't we? We're like, okay, one, two, three, four, yeah. and and we we love to kind of categorize and delineate mm-hmm. all these things, and you can't. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I used to think that this was like super easy to like. Like, why do I need to worry about guarding the gospel? The gospel is fine. Like, yeah, we teach. Our teaching is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think over after like. I don't know how many years I've been in ministry now, but like uh, I've seen more people say more like really damaging and heretical things from a pulpit and do teaching and live their life in a way that blasphemes the gospel. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen so much now that I'm realizing this is actually a real threat. We're all closer to, to not guarding the deposit. Well, yeah. Yeah. than we ever thought that we were. Yeah. There's so much, watered down gospel out yeah, there loads and i think we have to really guard that but i think you know for me the thing that i'm sorry babe i'm not gonna camp out here as much because what's really interesting to me and what i think ties all of this together is in verse 12 where he says i know whom i have believed and i am convinced that he is able to guard until that day there's that guard word again mm what has been entrusted to me. So he's guarding what's been entrusted. And he says, guard the deposit entrusted. But if what he's saying is, I know God, I know Jesus, I Mm -hmm. know my Lord. Yeah. And I am convinced, like, I don't waver. There are plenty of things that systematically I might waver on, or I might go back and forth, or I might question, but I Mm. never question the reality of who Jesus Christ is and what he does in my life. And so I think that we have to really, really concentrate on getting to know him. It's not just something like, oh, yeah, I know God. God's good. He's, you know, he's a good, good father. That's who Mm. he is. You know, like, it's like, yeah, it is who he is. But like to just quote songs, (laughs) um, it doesn't, it's not a real working knowledge. We're not Mm. wrestling with him, getting our hip put out of place, being given a new name. And walking with him more and more and more through difficult things, through wonderful things, getting to know his character so that we can say, I 100% trust him. Like, I, I'm convinced that he is with me. I'm convinced and, that he is good. And is it the me. suffering that's intensified that trust? Totally. Because it really forces the question, are you in or not? Right, which is why oh, yeah. so many people within mm. their suffering 
look back on it and yeah. and have a longing almost to be back in that place. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I was close. Because we were wrestling, and you're never more close than when you're wrestling with someone. Mm. And so you get to this place with Jesus where you're like, oh, we were so tight, you know, and mm. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, I I can think of this reminds me in my own in my own life of like a time maybe a year and a half ago when I was uh, I was working here and uh, I was think I was still twelve hours a week here but it was the job was more like close to twenty or twenty five hours just to be a youth pastor and then I was thirty eight hours a week at Trader Joe's <sighs> and like it was just like super intense and but I was like. I had like this book and I was like, I just felt like I was on fire for the Lord. Mm. And, uh, I was having like, I would just like have these experiences of God in the checkout line Oh yeah, as I'm checking out people's groceries at Trader mm. Joe's. And it was, it was partially the season of like, you know, I'd been really trimmed down and pared down, but also like, I just, uh, the Lord was so present in that and so, uh, and working, and showing me in some ways like his presence and his working so powerfully that um, I almost sometimes, I mean, I don't really want to go back right. to being a no. part-time uh, guy and working that kind of hours, but it was still like, it was such a, it was almost a sweet thing. I yeah, think. it yeah. really is. And I think we're not longing for the circumstance We're we're longing for that, that intimacy with Jesus that we experienced through a circumstance where we were like, if you don't, Give me what I need for today. I'm not going to make it. I will die. Right. Without, I will not be able to be kind to my family. I will not be able to have the energy I need to to do what I have to do today mm-hmm. without you. And it's impossible to live in that. Mm-hmm. But I think we can more consistently live in that kind of a pattern as we learn to know him more and seek to know and love him more. Yeah. Because he's the God that like strengthens us in our weakness, right? Like he—that's what he—he's like it totally in the business of taking small things and, uh, yeah, being powerful in them. When when we get out of the way, yeah, and, and when we're forced to need him, right? Which is what's so great about that C.S. Lewis quote uh, or misquote about uh, you know pain being God's megaphone, right? And it and it's true mm-hmm. that. That it does cut through all the busyness of life and the the success chasing and the comfort chasing and all of those things. What do you do when those things are taken away? Right. What do you do when you fail? What do you do when you hurt? Mm-hmm. And where do you go? Right. So Paul begins Second Timothy with a call to service, to serve, which is universal, I believe, and then describes the suffering that, that features when you're really active in the body of Christ. Mm. Right. But that drives you in God's economy closer. And guard that deposit. I think there's that sense that maybe you, the, the enemy's intention is that you would abandon it. Oh, yeah. That that trust would be, that, that you know, the, the safety deposit box would be broken into and you would be robbed. Yeah. I'm always craving the approval of the Los Yetis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, hey.
they really run the show around here. Just that. Yeah, they do. But they may be like three seconds late, and I thought they don't approve. That wasn't the crescendo. Yeah, well, you had one, Kat. I did? Yeah. Okay, there we go. It was midway. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. We're grateful again that you would listen, and we'll see you very soon. God bless. God bless. Bye.